This is a house where no one should live. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. Daddy? <laughs> but no one is ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Hi. Sandy. Now. It wants you. Horror has found a new home. your own risk. Boring. Hello. Welcome to the knife party where we leave it all on the cutting room floor, or in this case, the kitchen table. I am, of course, your host, Zach Evergreen, and you could find us at knifepartypod.podomatic.com. And of course, for only $1 for all you iTunes listeners, because I'm still in a huge fight with iTunes, so screw them. Um, yeah, you, you should pay that $1 and just join the Patreon. And you get all episodes early, including our specials. We just did a uh, really cool Slime Wreck uh, Thanksgiving episode. So, Anyway, I actually have a guest today. What? Jeff the Tech, who makes the show all possible. Oh, not him again. So, yes, uh, welcome to the house. The house. Yes. So this movie... Is uh, one of those things that a lot of people haven't seen, so much to the point that it's public domain, because it's New World Cinema, which became Lionsgate. You could actually find this for free on uh, YouTube. So if you're not familiar with this movie, I recommend you jump on YouTube and you check this out. This movie actually brings back some good childhood memories, I'll oh, tell you what. Yeah, man. So let's get into it. Yeah. The first babysitter crush, too. So there is The House, right? And that's a movie that came out recently. This movie is just called House, H-O-U-S-E. That's it. A couple of fun facts about this movie. There's a House Part 2, which is good. There is no House 3, but there is a House yes, 4. Yes, there is. There is oh, not wait, a House 3. Was there not? There is I not thought a, there was. No, there is not. I did a deep what dive on this hell? movie. And I got all the information that I could. So normally what we do is we do a... Um, we do like a making of, and then I do a movie review, but this is going to be both because there is not enough information on this movie. It is one of those, it is just one of those B movies that just never really caught on except for with horror fans. 
Yeah, that's right, man. It's very, very rare that I've ever known someone who ever heard of it. Besides my brothers, my fam, my you know, my family, my brothers, I've never had a friend who knew about this movie until I met you. Yeah, well, jo- I mean, Jonathan knows about it, but a lot of, and my uncle knows about it, but that's about Jeff Ugly. Who shout out? Uh, he's in our thing episode, either coming up or just dropped. Um, but uh, the funny thing about this movie, though is that if you go to a comic book convention, you will see a house t-shirt. You know, the ding-dong, you're dead? Yeah. With the, with the finger? With the, the decapitated or not the, the severed hand. Yeah, yeah, which is a fucking great cover. And a lot. It's funny, too, because the hand in the movie that gets severed does not even look like it. <laughs> so um, this movie came out in 1985, and it got a Rotten Tomatoes score of only 62%, but it's certified fresh at 62%. Now- one thing I've never understood, because I never cared until now, but what exactly is a Rotten Tomatoes score? How does that judge? Is a high high number good? Is a high number bad? So Rotten Tomatoes is this. If it's 59% or below, it's considered rotten, meaning it's a shitty movie. And if it's above that, then it's certified fresh. Now, oh. 100 is the best. There is very, very, very little 100 movies. Do you know what one is? Uh, Terminator 2? Terminator 1. Is a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes as it I should be. I would agree with that. But on the uh, so here, and then they do so that's the critic score. Then they do an audience score. But here on the knife party where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to throw out if you're uh, if you want to complain about my toxic masculinity because I like blood and boobies because that's what the eighty movies were all about, right? Yeah, start in the seventies. You could email me. Oh, you're right. You could email me at knifepartypod at yahoo.com because I keep it old school. Right. Also, I don't get junk mail in Yahoo, so I'm totally happy with it. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, uh, 1985, and uh, here I give it the fried green tomatoes meter because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm Zach Evergreen. Flicked, so, what on. would you give this? If I were to give this a scale of one to ten, no, not one to ten. Oh, oh right, one to hundred. One to a hundred. Okay. Honestly, I would give this probably a 75 to 80 because this has got some campy humor. So let's say 77. If you're young as a kid, like yeah. when I first saw it. Oh, man. There were some parts that scared you. Dude, there was this like, has like a the, jump like scare the in mirror, it. The mirror. The mirror that, part. That yeah. jump scare scared yeah, exactly. the shit out of me. The sound, just the sound effects. Yeah, and the music is, exactly. is great. Right. Um, I'm going to give this. So you're going to give it like, say, a 77? I think a 77. So I'm going to get it. Because I mean, I can't, I get, can't give it too much credit. I can't it's, give it. It's, a, it's yeah. too funny. It's well, that's one of the joys about this. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a solid 86. So let's do some math, shall we? Okay. 77 plus 86 would be 160. Well, that's a difference of nine. Uh, uh, what? Let's see. So four and a half plus 18064 and then we have 71.5 or 815. So 81.5 is the official score between this podcast. So that's a solid that's a solid number. Yeah. Yeah, that's let's, an enjoyable movie. And let's and for nostalgia let's bump it up to an 82. What do you say? I uh, y- yes. Okay, yes. cool. So um anyway, the our protagonist is Roger Cobb and he hasn't been in too many movies. He was in a he was in a movie called like Superhero or a Show or some shit like that, and it came out in like the eighties. I never saw it. I never saw it either. Yeah, me neither. Um, and uh, anyway, he's uh, in the beginning of the movie. We see this grocery delivery boy, and in classic, you know, 
grocery fashion. There's a green thing hanging out and a loaf of bread hanging out. You know. Oh you, yeah, of course. And every and every movie or, or or TV show, whenever they have groceries, you have to have celery and a baguette hanging out, or else it's not really groceries. <laughs> exactly. Right. But and, you could never see tampons or anything like that, or toilet paper hanging out. This is true. You, they would never allow that, even on an R-rated movie. No, there is a movie. I forgot what it is, where someone throws toilet paper and they catch it. And they're uh, no, it's in. Um, is oh, it's ro- it's in Bodo, uh, also known as the Whiz Kid. Uh, the mom comes home with two bags of groceries and she has toilet paper in her mouth, and then she sees her son in a Tarzan outfit with a samurai sword and she drops it. But that movie is from like um, uh, some Germany or some or or. So Serbia like, or some shit like that. That doesn't count because we're talking okay. about American culture. We are we are weird with movies and TV. Yeah, we don't like to talk about butt stuff. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Or boobies. Well, we, we did back then. So anyway, um, the grocery boy is riding on his Vespa, and he goes to this famous house. And uh, well, I mean, it's famous now. Um, I'll t- I'll get to that in a second. And uh, he goes upstairs, and he's he's looking for you know the old lady that he's he's delivering these. Uh, these groceries for uh, Ant Cop, right? And um, nice. uh, she doesn't like reply when he enters the door. No, he, she just burps like that when she answers the door. Uh, no, she doesn't burp. No. But he puts the groceries down, and he, you know, he's looking for. He's like, "Where'd she go?" So he goes upstairs, and we see her hanging in the bedroom, and it's swaying back and oh, forth. That's right. That scene scared the shit yeah, out of me when I was right. a kid. I forgot about that. Yeah, because she's penduluming swinging, so yeah. she swings into frame and then out of frame. We're like, what the fuck? Right. Right? And then we cut to uh, um, uh, we cut to Roger Cobb, and he's at a book signing. Yeah, because he, yeah, that's right. He was an author, and, and he was he was trying to write a new book, or he just uh, no, he just book, he right? was doing a book signing because he just you know wrote a book, and he's like a horror writer. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then his, you know, and th- there's this punker chick, and she goes, "Great book, man." And then uh, this one girl is like yelling at um, him in line, like, "Oh, I love your wife's work." Because his wife, that we find out, is an actress. Remember this? No. Okay. I don't remember I, that. I will talk about that, and it's going to trigger a memory. Okay. So they do this book signing, and then uh, one guy goes. Uh, you know, hey, you know, what's the next book about? And he goes, my experiences in Vietnam. And then he looks at him and he goes, oh. Because apparently he's already, he's been working on this book forever and no one wants to read about Vietnam. Oh, that's right. That that his book was about be his. Well, I the one he's signing now. is about a horror movie, but like, but he's he's saying he's working on one about Vietnam. Yeah, that's right. Because I, if I remember right, he was a, v, he was a vet. Yeah, yeah, he's a vet. We'll get into that later. In fact, that ties into the story quite a bit. So then his agent, um, he and his agent are walking outside this comic book convention or book signing or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, you know, he's like, why are you writing about fucking Vietnam? We're sick of the war. Everyone's sick. Remember, this came out in 85. Yeah. So this is not fresh off the heels, but it'd be like. Yeah, the war just ended like 11 years before then. It'd be like writing about Afghanistan like in 2015. Like no one wants to hear about it. We've already heard. Actually, we did hear a lot about it. There was American Sniper and all those. Anyway, I digress. So, um. He's like, I got to finish this book, you know, and he's like, you flush your family down the toilet. Do you want to flush your career down the toilet? Now, we don't know about the family yet. So uh, then what happens is uh, he's he being Roger Cobb is going to see the house um, that, uh, you know, that because the wife or the wife, 
the aunt bequeaths it to him. Yeah. And there's a real estate agent, and he's like, you know, we could fix this place up, you know, hot tub and jacuzzi in the corner, da-da-da. Because that was the 80s. That's all he cared about was cocaine, hot tubs, and Porsches. Wow. You nailed it, dude. You fucking nailed it. Uh, what about teased hair and Aquanet? Oh, that was everybody. I mean, even the ones who couldn't do coke. So um, the real estate agent is showing him around, and then they get to the pool. By the way, this house is beautiful and huge. It's like a Victorian mansion. Um, and when he sees the pool, Roger Cobb sees his kid splashing in the pool. And it's like a flashback because then it goes back and there's no one there. So um, we find out that Roger Cobb, his wife left him after their child disappeared. And the last time he was seen was in that pool. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember that part. Okay, so they're still on good speaking terms. It's just like the trauma separated them, you know? So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we uh, Roger tells the real estate agent, you know what? I'm working on my book. I'm going to move in. I'm not going to sell. And you can tell the real estate agent is pissed. Oh, and by the way, almost kills him with a harpoon gun. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, they're looking, and then uh, this is in the tool shed, and the aunt has like all her paintings that were unfinished, and or or you know she was working on, and one of them has a cloth over it. But spoiler alert, later, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. a really crazy uh, picture of like a, a, a grandfather clock, and it's coming out like a pocket watch, and it says twelve midnight. If you look carefully, and it's all this weird shit, like in you know, it, it just it's a very abstract painting. And uh, he was like, uh, yeah, she was uh, working that on that before she di- before she passed away. Oh, no, wait. He says before she hung her before she passed away. Because, you know, he's a real estate yeah. agent. He's a salesman. He's got to be all sensitive. So um, fun fact, you could actually see this house and people go there like to take field trips. It's here's the address. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for this, but because it's public domain like information. But it, it's 329 Melrose Avenue in Monrovia, California. It's actually only a, a drive from here. So the the house actually is real and it's still there. Still there. Yeah, wow. and people come to it all the time and just Man, knock I, on the I door. I also want to look, like look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here I'll, I'll give you the address later. But it's it's here in uh, Napa Valley. It's we oh, could wait, actually it's make up here. Yeah, it's oh, it's shit. like about two hours away, dude. I know we should totally go. Let's do it. It's way after the winter, though. Yeah, yeah, after the winter. Um, so before he moves in, uh, you know, he's still at his apartment complex, and uh, he decides to call his wife, um, to kind of check up on her. But be- or yeah, before though, he throws a TV dinner in the microwave in the box without doing anything, and he just starts pressing buttons. And I find this hilarious. <laughs> And then he calls his wife and he turns up the stereo to make it seem like there's people over. Like, you know, he's not miserable, yeah, even though he is. Yeah, try to make her jealous, but she's like, okay. And then as she's like, she's in a nightgown during this, or not nightgown, but like this nightgown dress for this award ceremony. And she's upset that she didn't win. And then, um, you know, uh, he just goes, you know, I went to the house and she's like, Roger, you need to stop torturing yourself. And. He's like, yeah, well, anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you later. But when he's got the music up, he's like, hey, guys, I got a poker game. Come on, man, I'm on the phone. Oh, a bunch of guys, we're having a poker game. It's getting out of hand. She goes, which guys? And he goes, oh, you know, just uh, a bunch of guys. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, her name, by the way, is Sandy, and the, the kid is named Jimmy. Just so, you know, future reference. So um, We used to have a weird way of saying Jimmy. What, what was that? 
Beep. Right? That was shout out to our old crazy drummer that like practically pulled guns off. No, he brought guns in his pants. Yeah. Shout out Heaven's Heels is still available for free on Spotify. So um, when, uh, you know, he first gets his, oh, after he gets off the phone with her, he calls the detective. And he's like, any word on my son? And he goes, no, we'll get in touch with you as soon as we do. And Roger Cobb, please stop calling the FBI and CIA. They're getting really annoyed at us. And he's like, okay, cool. So we get our, uh uh-oh. What? Now you're going to enjoy this, this meal. meal. Nothing can stop us from enjoying, enjoying it. Meal. So enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> Everyone's going to know my name. That sounds great, Zach. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck, Fuck it. it. We'll do it live. I'll write it. We'll we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. How can a billion Jeez. And something about being in control, right? Solitude. All right, so anyway, we had a. I knew that was going to come into play. <laughs> so we get our first flashback of uh, uh, when Roger's moving in, and we see Sandy and him like clutch, and there's cops there, and he's like, My son was in the pool, and then I dove in, and he was gone. And then the aunt walks in, so this is obviously flashback, and she goes, It was the house. It was the house that took him. And then Sandy goes, shut up, you old bad. And he goes, I'm telling you, Roger, it was the house. And then when she runs out, he goes, she goes, touchy. Which is hilarious. When I was a child, I was like, she's funny because this is like a very traumatic experience for any parent. And she's just kind of blowing it off, which I find hilarious. You know what's funny? That when I was a kid, I didn't realize the severity of the kid like disappearing or anything because like i was always freaked out by the little tiny things you know mm-hmm. like even when he went into the into the uh the the, the garage to see the painting and all those rusty oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Like, oh. there's the greatest thing about this movie is it's all practical effects they're done very well but the house itself is so creepy the way it's lit you really don't need that many effects exactly in fact our first special effect is coming up uh, where Roger is watching TV, he's watching his wife on her sitcom, and then all of a sudden you hear a laugh, and he looks over, and you see the reflection of his son Jimmy laughing in the mirror, mm-hmm. or yeah. in the window pane. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and then Roger takes the channel changer and turns the window off, which is weird, you know. And then he goes away. And so was it an apparition, or yeah. was he just having a psychological? This issue is that the time? thing, yeah, because then he goes up. Um, and he's going up to the bed, and then he sees his aunt. Damn, it's storming outside. Look at this shit. Yeah, I've been looking at that. Um, so anyway, uh, he sees his his aunt, and she's uh, she's on the bed in the master bedroom where she hung herself, and she's putting the noose around her neck. She goes, they're going to get to you, Roger. I didn't think it could, but it, it got to me. Leave while you can. And she jumps yeah. and disappears. So then he goes in to... Um, to the bathroom, and he stares at the medicine cabinet for a minute, and then he opens it up. There's a lot of foreshadowing. cabinet. I know. Oh, we'll get that to that cabinet. Fucking cabinet. So then he takes. Um, I had a thing with 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 mirrors and cabinets because of that for a while. Really? Yeah, it actually kind of not like a phobia, but like one of those like in the back of my mind, like if I open that, is it going to be? Mm. This got me with. Um, I'm being careful. Tentacles. Yeah, I'm being careful. See. Yeah, no, it's a spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's we don't say no, we're no. spoiler free, but um, so he goes in there and speaking of the cabinet, 
Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, he goes in there and he gets some uh, pills. Now, I forgot what they are, but they're antipsychotics and they're really strong. Um, and, uh, you know, he takes like three or four of them. And any doctor today would be like, that's too many, dude. I forgot exactly what they are. Fuck. Well, I mean, Google it. No, because Google ain't going to have that. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's antipsychotic and it's strong. And it's one of those, if you don't need them and you take them, you'll, tr- you'll like, be in heaven, you know? Yeah. It's it's a barbiturate. It's not, I think it's not Ativan or, or... They didn't have that back then yet, did no, they? No, they did, uh, and it's not Clonzapan, but it's one of the pans. It's it's a barbiturate. Uh, it's one of the uh, Denzobiazepine. I don't know that much about medication, man. I really have never taken it. It's made for panic attacks, and okay. it makes you just feel like you heard the best news ever, but you can't remember what it was. Yeah. So anyway, okay. yeah. So he takes that, and then he starts writing on his uh, Apple, or maybe it's an IBM. It's an old green screen computer. Oh, I think it was an IBM. Yeah, I think it was old IBM. And he starts writing this book, and then he gets flashbacks as he's writing it. And we see him in Vietnam, right? And uh, uh, the flashbacks. Um, so he and his buddy Ben, who's Bull from Night Court, by the way. That's where I remember him from. Yeah. And oh, Ben's okay. a Ben's a big old goofer, you know. He's he's like what six foot five, six foot. He's yeah, huge. He, yeah, he's like a linebacker. And he holds the fifty cal. And him and Roger are like war buddies, you know. And they're in Vietnam, and they're always playing practical jokes and and uh, uh, on each other during during this. And it pisses off the captain or whoever's in charge of this platoon uh, quite a bit. And um, but whenever the shit goes down, you know, uh, he he's. He's the one that kind of saves the day. Bull, that is. Um, so, you, you know, like, uh, he he gives him a pack of Lucky Strikes because he goes, Bull, give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. Actually, his name's not fucking Bull. No, um, his name is Ben, Big Ben. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Band of Brothers. So, uh, he, he, you know, Ben will hand him, like, a uh, uh, a pack of cigarettes, and there's a snake in it, and, and, he, and, you know, it's all that kind of good shit. But, like, when a grenade flies down from VC, he, you know, will jump and save the day. And uh, uh, that's how we get our first scene where he's writing his book. Then the next day, we meet his neighbor, who's a nosy fuck. And he's played by um, uh, Norm from Cheers. George Went. Yeah, there you go. George Went. And uh, he is like, uh, oh, we're so glad we have new neighbors. The lady here, she was a bitch on wheels, man. Crazy. (laughs) And, And then he goes, she was my aunt. And he goes, heart of gold, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. and then he pulls out his. He goes, "Wait, you're Roger Cobb," and he wants an autograph. And then um, he invites him to an A's game, so you know it's local. That's what made me actually look it up. Was it an A's game? He goes, "We should go." I, I gotta admit, it's probably been about a good ten years since I've seen the movie. What? It's free on YouTube, I, man. Well, I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times as a kid, but I haven't seen it many times since then. Well, that's why I wrote down notes so I can lead us through this like a little. Well, it adventure. is helping because I'm remembering as we go. So yeah, and then um, he is uh, uh, he being uh, we'll just call him Norm. <laughs> Norm. So uh, Norm, you know, wants to get. He's like, you know, let's uh, let's hang out. You know, this and that. And then later on that night, um, Cobb is walking around, and he hears like the twelve o'clock. Oh no, no, he. He thinks he's going to go upstairs and see his aunt, right? You know, like maybe... Yeah, because he had that experience the night before. Yeah, and he goes in there and she's not there. And then he hears like 
dong, dong. And he hear 12 beats of, of midnight. Yeah. And he walks in and she's not there, but he opens up the closet and this fucking closet monster comes out and it's got like yeah. five faces all over it and yeah. it looks like something out of the thing and it slashes <clears throat> at him and it grabs him and remember it cuts his chest like really bad with his claws. Yeah. Do you remember what the faces were reminding me of? You ever saw Return, uh, Return to Oz? Like it was, a, it was supposed to be the sequel to Wizard of Oz. No, right? you never saw the movie. No, I did see the Wiz though, oh, which is the woke oh, version. You never saw. You know who? Oh, oh, maybe that should be a future movie. I'll save that comment for another. But the faces on that monster remind me of some characters from this movie I'm referencing now that you have not seen. But it it is definitely the thing where it looks like an amalgamation of a bunch of different creatures and like faces in one. Like when I was a kid, I always thought maybe that was every person that died becomes this monster yeah. like like added to it yeah. and in fact resident evil uh stole this villain and the remake of resident evil and even the movie and her name was sarah where it was she sewed her parents onto her own body and it was evil oh yeah okay well it's not a virus doing that that's what the game's about is a virus but okay. well i mean she had some kind of virus i don't know so uh the other monsters include but are not limited to a zombie marlin, which he takes yeah. out with a shotgun. <laughs> Floating farm tools. That marlin used to freak me out too. The noise it made, the cry. Creepy children that are that are come in pairs and they're like weird goblin children. Oh yeah. And then we also have a a winged flying skeleton that scares the shit out of you that <laughs> loves to shoot shotguns and is good at it. And then of course we have Big Ben, but we'll get to that. Like yeah, he, he does, does the flip. Spin. That is so awesome. So then um, Cobb, uh, Roger Cobb, like, gets scratched, right? And then uh, 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 he decides to get photographs of it. So that's where the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do part comes in. Mm-hmm. You mean this part right here? See how I did that? Now we're going to enjoy this. No, we're not going to do that oh, twice. Oh, oh, okay. So you see this rider truck open up, and all these cameras are in there, you know? And he sets up, like, at least a dozen of different kinds of cameras, all in this room facing the closet. And he's all geared up in his military gear. He's got like goggles <laughs> and his helmet. And, you know, he's running around the house and sliding and like shit you would do if you're like yeah. eight years old I and you have to his escape route. Exactly. His plan of action. So, yeah. And then he's got a thing on the door. And then he slides out and goes, ah! And then he goes, hey, Solid. Roger. Oh. And he goes, hey, Roger. And he says, oh, yeah, solitude. You know, I'm going to get in there and have. Solitude. So then it's like 11 or, you know, it's 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 getting late. It's like 10 o'clock and he's got this rope around the door and he's going to open it up and take all these pictures, you know, of this monster. Get proof. And then right before he hears ding dong and then uh, uh, or sorry, not ding dong. Um, the neighbor, Norm, just walks in with a bunch of food and he goes, ah, fuck Norm, why'd you scare me like that, you son of a bitch? You know, and then uh, he's like, well, nothing is as good as solitude without a midnight snack so then uh uh they have chinese food and he's um you know he goes what are all the cameras for and cop goes uh do you believe in ghosts and he goes no and he goes uh uh do you think i'm looney tunes and he goes no well your your aunt was a little looney tunes but you you seem on the level for me and then uh, Norm is trying to eat an egg roll. And, <laughs> and Cobb grabs his arm and he goes, it tried to reach out and grab me. And then Norm, it's like an arm wrestling contest. He's trying to get this egg roll in his mouth and it's hilarious. And he goes, well, I mean, uh, so I'm trying to get proof. 
And he says, oh, you're, you know, maybe it's the tragedy of losing your son and da-da-da. And maybe it's just a hallucination. And he lifts up his shirt and you see, like, the scratch. Yeah. And he goes, does this look like a hallucination? So uh, then Norm is like, I got to get out of here, man. I'm getting tired. And he, he steals his book, you know, um, his, uh, uh, his, his black book. What, what, was that like his manuscript or something? No, or? it was Roger Cobb's black book. Where it oh, has remember back book. in the day oh, where you would that's yeah right before he had phones and to, then he yeah. yeah exactly he calls uh, Norm calls his wife Sandy and basically says hey I think Roger's losing it you should come down here and she says well I can't uh, I'll see if I can get there first thing in the morning you know and then um, Roger Cobb is this is where he shoots that zombie Marlin that tries to attack him yeah. And then all of a sudden, Sandy's there in the doorway, and he's like, what the fuck? You know, why are you here? And then uh, um, she turns into an evil bitch ex-wife monster. The blue monster. Exactly. The blue skin monster. Oh, God. She looked like one of my dad's ex-girlfriends. Yeah, and then um, so they get in a tussle, and he's got the shotgun, right? And and she she gets it and knocks him in the back of the head, and she goes, say your prayers. Say your prayers, Roger. I think if I press this button. That actually sounded pretty close to it. <laughs> no, it does. Say your prayers. And uh, anyway, when that happens, um, you know, he trips her and he gets the rifle, uh, the, the double barrel, and he shoots her like, you know, square in the middle. And then he, um, he actually uh, digs a grave for her and cuts her. He dismembers her. To the song, you're no good. You're no good. You're no good. Baby, you're no good. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, that is correct. That is what happens. In fact, I had that primed up, but I don't have it right now. <laughs> so okay. maybe we, so, we just did it. It's okay. There you go. Yeah. And then the neighbor comes over and she's swimming in the pool. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And, you know, and hot Swedish model, by the way. Oh, yeah. Back in the 80s, every, every Swedish. She was every a Swedish was. model, though, in real life. Oh, yeah. And every neighbor in the 80s was a hot Swedish model. It always was that way in the 80s. Touche. So, anyway, uh, she says, uh, I, uh, you know, he's digging. And she goes, I know a man that likes to work. I also know a man who likes to play. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see that severed hand coming out, <laughs> and he starts stepping on it because it's, it's, you know, dismembered and everything. And she crunching. goes, she's like, what the hell are you doing? And she goes, uh, I'm planting a sapling tree, an apricot tree. And she's like, okay, because she's a blonde Swedish model. She's yeah. not going to question shit. Because all blonde Swedish models didn't know anything back then. Exactly. It was the 80s. Oh, uh, by the way, have you ever heard of the, this is super woke, uh, hey, hey, the hey, Batchdel. Hey, hey, hey. hey, no, it's called the Batchdel test. The what still test? Batchdel test. B a c h d e l. Okay. So it is if in a movie, there's two women are in the same scene together, and they don't mention a man. This is what about bat skill now? Batchdel test. Oh, oh okay. Bachdel, Bachdel, whatever. Bat Thank you. Um, I thought something was going on. I wasn't sure. I thought it was like bat skill. Yeah. So Batman. If, if there's two women in a movie and they don't mention a man, this actually passes that test. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does. Because the aunt and uh, um, the wife talk and they don't mention a guy. So that's a test that woke people say, like, I won't watch a movie unless it passes this test. So I'm saying it passed the test, so fucking watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. So then the Swedish model comes over, and he's all excited. This is, like, later on that night. 
She's got a fucking kid with him. <laughs> that's and she's right. like, I got a date babysit. Hey, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh. And when this happens, he's babysitting. He's like, I can't believe this. And she gives him bath toys and toys and a sleeping bag and pajamas. She And, and he's like up to his... He's got his elbows at his waist, and it goes, all this equipment, accoutrement, go all the way past his head. And he's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and she's like, I'll be back at, like, you know, 11 or 1 a.m. or something. It's late. I just remember it's late. And then he's like, what the fuck, dude? Cock tease. And then uh, they're watching TV, um, and then all of a sudden creepy shit happens. And uh, no, wait, no, before that, before no, that, no, before that. It's before that. Before that. Before the kid gets up the, and walks around. The kid... When he goes in the house, has that goddamn hand on his back. Yeah. And then Roger goes, one second. And he runs and he he grabs the kid and he grabs the, uh, <laughs> he uh, grabs the, hand, the hand and, and throws it in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And then these these demon little children come out, the demon twins come out, the goblin looking things. And they grab him and they try to pull him up the chimney and then he's pulling down. And, mm-hmm. then, yeah. and then everything's normal and he gives the kid a bath. And the kid hits him with a loofah, and he's got his Buzz Off He-Man toy. Do you remember the Buzz Off He-Man toy? Oh, I had him. I did, too. I he was him. the hardest one to find. Yeah. He was the rarest. I used to have the little squirt head uh, lizard one, too. I had him, too. He was yeah. fun. Dude, I seen. I follow this guy on Instagram you got to check out, and he's the original dude that did the fantasy art for He-Man. And not like the cheesy cartoon. I'm talking about the epic-looking Dungeons & Dragons fantasy I remember stuff. I used to have a videotape of stuff. like I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I remember those days. Let me rewind a little bit, though. Yeah, back to the hand Af- on the- After Roger shoots his wife and buries her, though, um, the nosy neighbor, Norm, calls the cops. Oh, because he heard the shots. And he watched out and sees him with a shotgun. So then, just like as the cops arrive, he sits down and goes... He's and he's cleaning his gun. Yeah. And the cops are like... Put the gun down. You know, you know it's illegal to fire it. And he goes, "Oh, I was just cleaning it." You know, it just went off. And he goes, "You cleaning a loaded gun?" He goes, "I didn't know it was loaded." And uh, then they're like, "Wait a minute, are you, are you Roger Cobb?" The cops say, and then the other one's like, "You wouldn't be the same Roger Cobb that wrote Blood Dance, would it?" <laughs> that's really how he sounds. Come on, that's, that is what he sounds like. That's right. And he goes, "Why didn't you say so before?" Yeah. And he goes, "Roger, can I ask you a question?" Yeah, take it, dumb. And then he goes, "Yeah, do you have a pen? I'd be happy to uh, uh, autograph." And he goes, "Where's your bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take it, dumb. Of course, and, the cops gotta go inside. When yeah, he, when he was trying to hide that body, he, he is. And then uh, Norm comes over and he goes, "I'm the one that called." And he goes, "Get lost." And then uh, he says, "What about some coffee?" And then Roger's like, "Fuck," you know. So. He's making him coffee, and he goes, "Is instant okay?" And he's so nervous that he's shaking, and it's like, it's like you know. You're there. So yeah, that's it's you know. Anyway, and then the he someone drops a spoon. Roger goes pick it up, and he sees two shotgun shells that rolled underneath during the struggle, and he goes pick them up, and then the cops like, "No, no, 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 I got it." And he goes, and he taps them together, and goes, uh, "Thought you weren't uh, didn't know it was loaded." And he goes, "Well, what's the point of?" having a gun if you don't load it once in a while (laughs) (laughs) right so um now oh shit where are we we just been like gabbing i don't even yeah yeah we well we were at the point where the kid came over to be babysat and the hand was on the back he was chasing the kid around yeah so they give the kid a bath he gets taken away and then um roger uh uh the god who was it oh yeah so now roger and and Norm 
finally are about to get pictures of the closet monster, right? And what happens is it's 12 o'clock, and he says, oh, it's not a it's not a, a, a closet monster. It's not a ghost. It's a giant raccoon, and it only comes out at 12 o'clock because this is his nest. So we have to wait exactly till 12, right? And uh, he gives him a fire poker, Cobb does, and he goes like, okay, I want you to get him, and I want you to hit him, you know? And uh, uh, he goes, I'm going to open the door, and, and you attack him, and they put on goggles, and then 12 o'clock rolls around. Sure enough, the monster comes out, and they start attacking him, and he goes like, uh, and and he goes, shoot him with a harpoon, shoot yeah, him with yeah, a harpoon. it's all chaos. They can't figure out what the yeah. hell to do. So yeah. Roger's beating him with the, with the, the fire poker. Shoot him! And, yeah, and he shoots him with a harpoon, and uh, then the harpoon goes around Roger's foot. Yeah. And it drags him into, like, this. The jungle. The jungle, yeah. And there he's there, and uh, he sees his kid in a cage, right? But then, um, and then his but own he, kid, his own kid. But he also sees Big Ben on the ground, and he's like, "They got me, Rogers. They got me. Yeah, I'm so not it, gonna make finish me off." So all of a sudden, he has to relive a memory. Finish me off, Rog. I mean, I can't do and it. Then, and then, yeah, that's no. Maybe you have to do it, man. Come on, we'll, we'll get you out of here. Yeah, Sometimes. I'm gonna go get help. I'm gonna go get help. And then you see the VC. Oh, don't let them take, take me. me. Don't let them take me, Roger. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so he sees the VC and they start shooting. So he runs and there's like a, a a glowing door and he runs through there and he's back through the closet. And then you see Norm and he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels and it's like <laughs> a handle, like the 1.5 yeah. liter. And it's just about gone. And then he starts swinging at Roger and he's like, no, no, it's me. It's me. <laughs> so then he puts him back in bed and now Roger's on a mission, right? So he goes in to take his he goes in to take his medicine and he's looking at the mirror and then he goes downstairs to the shed and he sees the painting and he lifts it up and then he sees that his son is in the medicine cabinet in the painting. So then he runs upstairs and he's opening it and he doesn't figure it out and finally he gets some shaving cream and throws it through there. And this is where my issue Fears with medicine, come. my issues with medicine cabinets came from. For so long. So then tentacles come out. And let me stop you right there, okay? So the whole opening the mirror cabinet, like, have you ever been on one of those, like, large mirrors that had opening cabinets on either side? And have you ever opened them up side by side? Oh, and it does the uh, transensual... Like the tunnel thing, right? Yeah, there's a word for that. That Um, always made me think of this part of the movie right here. And it created and enhanced... That issue I used to have. So there is a word for that. Um, but did you know every single one of those reflections, if you have mirrors, they're like point zero 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 one difference. So well, yeah, yeah. if you get enough mirrors together, it, it if you had an infinite amount of mirrors, you would see infinite amount of images, which is crazy to think about. That's yeah. some like some weed talk, man. <laughs> so Whoa, hold on there, hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, no. So then Roger gears up. He gets a shotgun. Uh, you know, he gets a flashlight. He he gets uh, uh, some rope. And now he's going to descend through this uh, mirror. But before, tentacles come out and attack him, and he has to get a shaving razor and fight him off. And they try to bring him in, and there's all these evil hands and shit like that. It's really like, I think this is where anime porn got its <laughs> shtick from. So then... Um, we get the scene of, you know, after Roger gears up, he makes his descent and he's going and it's a really it's, creepy scene. It's all blackness. All blacked out. It, you just see yeah. him going down and it's a far shot. Just down, down. And he's doing that thing where you put the rope underneath you and you just slowly descend. And you start hearing those weird noises in the background. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden you hear like one of the creepiest howls ever. And this winged skeleton just flies. It just jump scare. <laughs> and you're like, shit. And it takes off again. And it takes off. And then it comes back. And I think he drops his flashlight. Then it comes back and he and it, the skeleton and cop, fight over the shotgun. Yeah. Right? And then uh, when that happens, it flies off again. And he's like, fuck, now I only have this flashlight. Yeah, then he only has flashlight. And then it gets... There's even a little bit more delay, and then all of a sudden, the skeleton flies up, and what does it do? Shoots. <laughs> it starts shooting. But not before. It goes... Oh, he does the Terminator spin move. Yeah, yeah, and then he shoots the rope, and Roger falls, and he falls like in the abyss, but he lands in Vietnam again. Or no, he yeah, he landed he in that giant water, that pool, yeah. that pool of water. Yeah, from Vietnam, though. Yeah. And then he crawls up, and he sees his son now. In the yeah. cage, and he unlocks the cage quickly, and you could hear shit going on. And you hear Roger, and then he grabs his kid, and they run and they jump into the water, and all of a sudden they emerge in the pool, and everything's okay. Yay! Right, and they're like, "Oh my god, I found you!" And then they play this like uplifting music, not like you what think I play. It's the end of the movie, and everyone's yeah. safe. But yay, movie over. And it plays all this, like, triumphant music. That was so easy. I know. Well, it wasn't, but, I mean, it was. Well, it wasn't super hard. No, it, it wasn't. It was barely an inconvenience. I remember. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> but then they open the door, and Big Ben's like, and he's like, Roger. And he's in the house, and he goes, run, Jimmy, get help. Right? And then, uh, you know, he just starts shooting. He's got his gun from Vietnam, uh, Ben does, and he's just... Shooting the shit, trying oh, to hit Roger. Shall we like elaborate on what Ben looks like now? Oh yeah, he's not Ben. Anymore. He looks like if Skeletor and John Cena had a kid, and like got splattered by like incredible Hulk juice. Yeah, his he's just like a zombie who could talk with whited out eyes. Great effects, by the way. Yeah, it was. And you see, he's wearing his fatigues, but they're all like rotten. scratched and rotten and. Yeah, and he just is going through room by room, just shooting up everything he can trying to hit Roger. And But Roger knows his house very well, so he's, like, you know, maneuvering. And then he goes, uh, then Ben runs out of, uh, like, ammo, and he goes, I came back from the grave, and I'm out of fucking ammo. I don't think he says fucking. I think this movie's you know, PG-13. I think he says goddamn ammo. Ammo, yeah. It says goddamn. And he yeah. throws it down, and he just starts, like, chasing after, and he goes, Roger, you wimp. And uh, <laughs> Roger rips off his arm, and he just starts hitting him with it, and then he grabs it and blocks it and then reattaches it, and it's like one of the evilest scenes. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Roger starts running um, starts you know running to the top of the roof, and he's moving around. By the way, that is the scariest scene because they didn't have any fall protection. That and dude you know, is actually running on the roof. Something else to think about, too. What the hell was it with the 70s and 80s and even the 90s movies? When something's going on, they always run upstairs. Why? Because if someone's downstairs, you need to lure them away from the entrance. I guess yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's okay. I mean, because they're in the the Napa area, so I mean, you could just jump off. I mean, you you got your backyard behind you. No, like this that. house is three stories tall, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, you would break. You would break your femur. Well, I mean, there are trees and stuff. I mean, you could just there's a tree in the backyard he could jump onto. Or, I don't know. Rewatch this movie, dude. It's uh, it looks pretty. Um, it 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 looks like a nasty fall I could take maybe when I was seventeen. At my age, well, if I, I was trying to set you up for a little joke there to like say, oh, but wait, the house has a rocky cliff on the back to the ocean. It does. Wait, 
Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So Roger tries to escape through the front door, and he's on the edge of a cliff, and it's like it looks like the same cliff from Lost Boys. And then he's hanging on by his uh, by his hands, yeah. you know. And then here, comes, uh, ben. here comes Ben, and he starts stepping on his fingers, like. And then Roger unleashes his belt, and like just tangles it up like like Indiana Jones style, and he throws it up and catches Ben by the hand and pulls him down. He's like Roger, and you see him splash in the water. And then the kid comes back, Jimmy, and everything's okay again. But then it's not, because he appears behind him. Goes and then back again. Yeah, then we see Ben, and he goes, Roger, you left me to die out there. Now I'm going to kill you and your son. And then he pulls out a knife, and Roger's like, no. You know, he's holding his kid. And then... Uh, he puts him down, and then he cuts off Roger's hand. You even hear a flop. That's why he stands up to him. He's like, no, you're not going to bully me anymore. Well, he cuts off Roger's hand. You even hear it hit the ground, but then he looks, and his hand's there. Yeah. And he goes, you can't hurt me, Ben. Yeah. Not you and my kid. And he goes, no, Roger. And he goes, see you in hell. And he takes a grenade from Ben's jacket, and he takes it off, and he puts it up his left ridgecage, and he goes, bye-bye. And then... He and his kid like run and they escape the house and you see the house blow up and he goes, Roger! And then they go outside and uh, there's a taxi and the taxi is his wife and they see Roger and his kid and I'm not going to lie, I got a little misty when I saw this again because it just brought but me back. I got I to ask, right? Because like the kid that was being babysat, he, the, the neighbor kid that he thought, you know, the Swedish model mm-hmm. that in every 80s movie had. Yeah. Did that kid get kidnapped, or was he... No, he gets returned. Okay, because I thought I was like, wait... No, he, he tries like... to get... They tried to pull him through the chimney, but then oh, they get okay. him back. I was going to say, wait, was he kidnapped, and then Roger just found his own son and said, oh, fuck the other kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That That's worth going that, back to make yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just watched this movie like two weeks ago, and, and no, the kid got tried to get kidnapped by the little other kids, but the, he made it out okay. So, yeah, that's that's House. We did it. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, now you have to rewatch it because I probably hit that nostalgia nerve, didn't oh, I? Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that and the second one, man. Because I mean, you can't watch the first oh, one without we, the second one. I am reserving the second one for you, and I haven't seen that movie in 30 years, so I remember nothing except for the main bad guy with the the villain yeah. cowboy dude. The one thing I remember about it was a crystal skull in it. Yes, I I used to have a like crystal skull, and the it. number four had a lamp. That I never saw. I it's never saw terrible. That. Yeah. It's really I heard, bad. I heard it was terrible, but... But I, it's funny how they skipped number three and went to number four. Yeah. Uh, that's how this movie takes itself. So anyway, from all of us at the night party... Hey, Jeff, do you have anything to plug before I let you go? Oh, well, Jeff the Tech Audio Services and soon-to-be uh, Instrument Repair Services. Just uh, Jeff underscore the underscore tech at yahoo.com. Jeff underscore the underscore tech at yahoo.com. Did I hear that correctly? That's correct. Cool. And uh, what kind of services do you do there? Audio event, graduations. Weddings? Weddings, cool. religious events, funerals if you have to. Well, I put the fun in funeral. Recording, I can do tracking, you know, whatever, you know. So, and you're in the uh, you're in the North Bay Area of California. Can you do things remotely, perhaps? Some things I Not can yet. help. Some things I can help remotely. I also do audio system consultations for, like, businesses and churches. Cool. All right. Well, that's awesome, dude. Um, glad to have you on the show. Of course, I'm going to get you in here again because I heard you really like a certain sequel to one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, from all of us here at the night party, remember, be kind, rewind, and I'll be back.